Chapter 30 of Fairy Stories My Children Love Best of All. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Major Toast. Fairy Stories My Children Love Best of All by Edgar Dub Scheimer. Chapter 30 Clever Chang. A little Chinese boy named Chang lived with his father and mother in a large city. His father kept a shop and sold all kinds of pretty things, such as silk fans, paper lanterns, and gold lace. Every day Chang went to a queer little school. He was very good at his lessons, and his teacher often praised him. Like most Chinese children at the time, he was taught to write poetry and his verses were always the best in his class. When Chang grew up, he left school and went to work in his father's shop, but he did not like selling things. He felt that he wanted to see something of the world, so he asked his father if he might set off to seek his fortune. At first his father refused, but when he found the boy's heart was set upon going, he let him go. After tramping for many days, Chang found himself in a large city near the sea, where he saw ships sailing to all parts, and he thought, how fine it would be to sail in one of these ships. I could visit all kinds of strange lands and come back with sacks full of gold. So he went on board one of the ships and offered himself as a sailor. The vessel put out to sea, and Chang began to feel very sick. But he soon got over this and quickly grew to like his work. The ship sailed on for many days, quite out of sight of land. At last they came near to a large island, and Chang could see upon it the roofs and towers of a fine city. Then a great storm arose, and the waves beat against the sides of the ship until the plank gave way. The water rushed in, and the vessel quickly sank. All the crew were drowned, except Chang. He clung to a broken piece of the mast and was washed up safe and sound upon the shore. Chang slept all night upon the shore, and he was awakened in the morning by the sound of voices. Looking round him, he saw a party of horsemen, all dressed in splendid uniforms. At the head of the troop was a young man whose dress blazed with jewels, and whose horse was the finest Chang had ever seen. "'Good morning,' he said to Chang. "'I can see that you are a stranger.' Pray tell me what country you have come. I have come from China, replied the boy. And he told the young man all that had happened to him. Do you really come from China? said the prince. We have heard a great deal of that country, but we have never seen anyone who came from there. Come along with me. My father will be pleased to see you. Chang was set upon a beautiful horse, and the whole party then rode down to the seashore. The horses plunged into the waves, and Chang was just beginning to think that they would all be drowned when the sea opened out before them and formed a high wall of water on each side. The troop rode along the broad path which opened before them until at last they reached a large plain covered with all kinds of strange flowers. In the midst of this plain stood a palace. The walls were made of pink coral, and the roof was made of fish's scales. In the front, 
A great flight of golden steps led up to a door of mother-of-pearl. Around the palace was a large garden, in which fountains were playing merrily, and the prettiest brooks and waterfalls were flowing here and there. "'You must know,' said the prince, "'that I am the son of the king of the sea. This is his palace. He will be glad to see anyone from China.' So saying, he led the way up the golden steps into a vast hall of polished glass, out of which opened a number of other chambers, all shining with thousands of lights. In this hall there was a splendid throne, and on it sat a very fine-looking old man, the King of the Sea. Chang had never seen a real king before, so he felt rather nervous and did not quite know what he ought to do. Still, he made his very best bow, and then went down on his knees before the throne. The old king spoke to him in a kind tone, and asked him who he was. When the prince had told him Chang's story, the king said, I am indeed pleased that you have come to see me, for I have heard how clever the Chinese are. People have told me that they write the best poetry in the world. I wonder if you will write a poem for me all about this palace. I will indeed, replied Chang. He sat down at once at the table and wrote a hundred verses. They were quite the best he had ever written, and he felt very proud when he laid them at the feet of the king. When the king had read them, he was pleased. If you will stay with me, he said to Chang, you shall be my chief poet. I will give you a fine house near the palace, and you shall have horses to ride and servants to wait upon you. Chang was only too pleased to consent. He received all that the king had promised, and became a very great man indeed. When he went out, he rode upon a splendid horse, and twenty horsemen always went with him. Ten rode in front of him carrying swords, while ten rode behind him blowing trumpets. For many years Chang lived in the kingdom of the sea. Every year the old king grew more fond of him, until at last he gave him, as wife, his only daughter, a lady as lovely as any fairy. In time they had two pretty little children, and the king gave them a larger house than before, with great rooms in it stocked with every toy you can imagine. Around the house there were fine gardens where the little ones might romp and play to their heart's content. Yet, as the years passed by, Chang began to have a great desire to see his old home once more. It seemed such a long time since he had set off to seek his fortune, and he thought of the pleasure it would give his father and mother to see him again. So one day he went to his princess and said, I have now been away from my country for many years and I feel that I should go back again to see my father and mother. Let us take our children with us and make the journey to China together. No, that I may not do, replied his wife. I should quickly die if I left the kingdom of the sea. You must go alone, though I shall be very, very sad as long as you are away from me. You may stay away for one year, and then you must hasten back, or my heart will be broken. Chang kissed his wife, and promised that nothing in the world would keep him from coming back. Then the princess ran off and took from an old chest a small round mirror, which she gave to her husband, 
Take this with you, said she. It is a magic mirror. Whenever you look into it, you will see my face. She next filled a bag of jewels and gave it to Chang, saying, Take care of this bag, for I wish you to give it to your father and mother as a present from me. Then she called for her chariot of mother-of-pearl, which soon rolled up, drawn by eight snow-white sheep, each with a collar of diamonds. After saying goodbye to his children, Chang mounted into the chariot with his princess, and off he drove along the sea lane which led to the island on the edge of the kingdom. Then he bade his wife farewell and stepped ashore, while the walls of the sea closed in behind him. Chang set off at once for the town near which he had been wrecked so many years before. Here he boarded a ship just about to sail for China, and after a safe voyage he at last reached his native land. He hastened to his old home, but his parents no longer lived there. He sought through the town, and at last found them in a wretched hut in the poorest part of the city. They wept with joy to see their dear son again for they had long given him up as dead. When their loving greetings were at an end, Chang asked his parents how it was that they were now so poor. Alas, said his father, it is a sad story. One day our shop caught fire and was burned to the ground. Not a single thing was saved. Since then we have lived as best we could on what our neighbors cared to give us and often we have been without food for days. When Chang heard this, he ran off and brought back a basket full of food, and the poor old people had the best meal they had ever eaten. Then he had told them all that had happened to him, and they sat up very late that night, listening to his strange story. At last he showed them the bag of jewels which the princess had sent them as a present. They clapped their hands with joy and praised the kindness of the princess in making them rich for the rest of their lives. Then Chang bought a fine house for his father and mother and filled it with rich furniture. He also gave them a very large sum of money, for which he had sold six of the smallest jewels in the bag. He settled down with his parents in their new home and lived very happily for many weeks. But he never forgot his princess and every day he looked at his magic mirror, and there he saw her face. She always seemed quite happy and smiled sweetly at him, but as the months went by, her face grew sadder and sadder, and Chang began to feel that it was time for him to go back to her. So he sold the rest of the jewels in which he had brought with him and gave the money to his parents. Then he bade them farewell and set off once more for the coast. Here he hired a ship and sailed away to find the island which led to the kingdom of the sea. But soon he found himself in great trouble, for he had quite forgotten where the island lay. Up and down he sailed for weeks and weeks, and though he landed on many islands, not one was the right one. He could not think what to do. His year of absence from his wife was nearly ended, and the face of his princess in the magic mirror grew very sad. She wept and wept, and the tears fell down her cheeks like so many pearls. At last, one sunny morning, he was standing looking over the side of his ship when he saw two beautiful children swimming in the water in front of the vessel. What fun they were having! They splashed each other with the silver wave tops 
and flung here and there the rainbow bubbles of the salt sea foam. The moment Chang saw them, he knew that they were his own children, and that they had been sent by the princess to lead him into the right way. "'Come on board my ship and let me clasp you in my arms,' he cried. "'I have a hundred questions to ask you about your mother and your home.' "'Oh, dear father, we wish we could,' they replied. "'But our mother told us that we were to be sure not to leave the water, or we should forget the way home. We shall swim as fast as we can in front of your ship, and you must follow swiftly behind.' "'Spread all the sails,' cried Chang joyfully to his sailors. Make the ship skim over the sea as fast as birds fly through the air. The men rushed to do what he had told them, and the ship was soon sailing so fast that the waves were hissing around the bows. It was not long before they reached the island for which they were seeking. Chang at once went on shore, where his children were already waiting for him, none the worse for their long swim. After he had greeted them tenderly, he paid his sailors and sent the ship back to China. When the vessel was quite out of sight, the waves rolled back, and the broad path opened which led to the kingdom of the sea. There, Chang saw his princess sitting in her mother-of-pearl chariot, with its eight snow-white sheep, and behind her were a hundred horsemen in splendid uniforms. He ran at once to meet the princess, and she was so glad to see him after his long absence that she wept and laughed in turns. They all mounted into the chariot, even the children, and were drawn rapidly along the sea lane to the king's palace. There a splendid feast was prepared, and guests were gathered from all parts of the kingdom. The feasting and merrymaking lasted for six weeks, but the guests said it seemed like six hours. The old king now made Chang a prince and gave him a palace almost as grand as his own. Chang never wished to return to China, but lived happily ever after with his beautiful wife and pretty children in his home in the kingdom of the sea. End of chapter 30